Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Damien Kristoff and Dr. Brett Hill. Hey, Brett. Hey. Yes, Damien. I'm going to go to Ikaria. I went there, I loved it, and I'm going back again. Well, I'll tell you what, Damo, it's, it's got to be a great trip because I've spent the last 12 months hearing all about it from Steph, about how much she loved Ikaria, how much she got out of it. It's changed the way we eat our food. It's changed the way we live our lives. So it's a great trip. Mate, I'll tell you what, it changed my life. It changed my perspective. I even ripped up my book because I couldn't let people read what I was writing after learning what I learned in Ikaria. It's a life-changing event. And if you'd like to come along to Ikaria with Marcus Pierce and myself, for 10 days living in Ikaria with the Ikarians, learning what they do and how they live such an incredible life and live a long time, then head over to 100notout.com.au and register your interest and uh, applications will be closing soon. But we're so excited because we are off to Ikaria again. And this podcast episode is brought to you by the 100 Not Out Longevity Tour. Hi guys, this is Damien here. And this is Brett. Guys, uh, we've just been uh, chatting with a great friend of ours. Uh, I should say guys and girls. We've been chatting with a great friend of ours, uh, Kyle Brock. And uh, obviously, he's got the movie, the gut movie coming out. And Brett, it was uh, a really interesting discussion with Kyle as to his journey, how he got there, why he decided to do it, all that sort of stuff. I, I enjoyed that interview. Yeah, I think it's a great one. I think it's such a cool topic to learn a bit more about the gut, but to take a bit of a deeper look into the gut in terms of not just, um, you know, which probiotics we should take, but actually what is gut health? You know, what does a gut health look like? How do we change it? How do we influence it? What would happen if we transposed ourselves into a totally different environment? What would happen to our gut? I thought it was really interesting. Um, some great concepts there. And obviously, Carl spent a lot of time researching and doing this Film and he's got some really cool stuff to share. Super cool stuff. So, you know, before we get stuck into it, Brad, I just want to bring up one more thing. Um, you and I were just having a little banter um, off air and we just thought we'd have a look at uh, iTunes and see where we're sitting now in the podcast rankings because I still like to say that we're Australia's number yeah. one health podcast. But, and um, con contrary to popular belief, we don't check every single day. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely don't. We definitely don't. But I just got to say, Bredo, at the moment, we are not ranked very highly and I would love to like get it out there again to say to everybody, come on, support us, get us back up to the top. You've got yeah. to subscribe to iTunes. Make sure you're leaving us rankings, ratings. We need five stars. The more of those ratings that we get, the faster we'll get back up the top and we get to spread our message. So please help us out. Get back onto iTunes. Yeah. Give us a five-star rating. Tell everybody us about us. And, uh, well, it's the best thing you can do. If you like the show and you want someone else, you think other people should be listening to the show, the best mm. way to help them find it mm. is to go and leave that nice review so that it gets it back up the top mm. and people can find us and tune in. So that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Please do that, everybody. Now, Brett, I'm, uh, I'm going to push play and let everybody listen to this interview with, uh, with Kale. Enjoy. He's such a good guy, isn't he? He's actually quite funny. Well, it's all relative, isn't it, Damo? I mean, when I've got you and Kale on, it's, you know... It's definitely not boring. It's definitely not boring. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy it, everyone. See you later. Oh, I love this calm, relaxed wellness guys format. Are you loving it? Just chilling out, having a little chat. It's great, mate. I love it. It's yeah. totally my style. It's just easy. Just easy. You know what's easy? These blokes who just jump on a surfboard, surf all day, pretend that they're working, grow a little blonde beard, tan themselves up, make a movie, try and be famous. Get all the chicks chasing them <laughs> and uh, just brush it off and say, oh, it was easy. 
walk in the park. Well, I'm talking <laughs> about one of our great mates, Kale Broccoli, one and a half vegetables, and he um, he joins us today, Bredo, to talk about the launch. Now, this this podcast goes live the day after the premiere, the the New South Wales premiere. Is it the New South Wales premiere? I think it is. Uh, well, the premiere at least of the uh, the gut movie by. Kale Brock, and I think, I think um, it might be in the capital of the world, Damo. It might be in Adelaide. Is that where it's launching? Where else would you launch a movie? Well, I suppose no. if you only need thirty people to rock up, you do it in Adelaide, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so let's welcome to the uh, the Wilder Skies show, Kale Broccoli. How are you, Kale? I'm doing fine, thank you, gentlemen. How are you? <laughs> yeah, great. We are, well, I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. Great. I'm always great. Always great. Great. I hope you're getting better. I think so, anyway. It's great. Steph says that. Steph says that. Hey, um, Kale, I'm just going to mm. presume that you had a great night last night at the premiere. If we'll just pretend that this is uh, live. <laughs> it's uh, live. No, it's not live. Are you excited? <laughs> How excited are you about your uh, your movie coming up? Are you nervous? Are you excited? It's a mixture of emotions. I sent you um, a few messages, haven't I, telling you about how um, it, no, it, a lot of the time it's positive and excitement and then sometimes you just go through that natural thing where you're like, oh, what if this isn't good? <laughs> what if people don't like it? Um, but that, that happens with, with any creative endeavor, I think. So uh, it's all part of the process. You can't have the ups without the downs and it's been pretty interesting and I, I would consider it as a success already. So, yeah, it's it's a fun and uh, enjoyable experience. Uh, well, it's it's going to be great, Kale. Everyone loves you. We've we've seen all the feedback from the Wellness Summit and everyone's like, oh, that Kale, he's so cute. And isn't he amazing? <laughs> isn't he clever? They love you. So they'll love your movie. But for those who haven't heard about your movie, they might have been living under a rock or something, yeah, tell Kale. us a bit about this adventure you've done, that you've gone on to go and film this movie and the places you've been and what it's all about. I guess so essentially the uh, movie was an extension of the Gut Healing Summit that I did, um, which I, I believe we spoke about on a podcast. And um, it was really establishing or investigating the idea that did the optimal microbiome exist because there was a lot of discussion that came out of the Gut Healing Summit around that and whether it did indeed exist. And I thought there's there's a there's more story in this than what's been done before. So... I really wanted to make a film out of it and I decided to actually go as far away from Western society as possible into the Namibian wilderness and <laughs> the African wilderness and uh, live with a tribe over there called the Sun and tested my microbiome before and after to see how it was impacted by that experience. What, you, what, did you, what do you mean tested? What did you do? Did you like so stick it in like blood wrap and mush it around and have a look at it? Is that what you did? How do, what, do you, what do you do to test your microbiome? It was the Sesame Street challenge, surely. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled out your, your radar gun and measured how quickly it all came out. What happened there? <laughs> I mean, essentially, you poo into a cup or a container, mm -hmm. and you uh, send that off to <laughs> send that off to the lab, and you see what the results come back as. So that's what we did. So, what was your microbiome and, uh, like? Was it good? Like, I mean, I'd expect, given that you're the fermentator of all fermentators, um, that your microbiome would have been pretty good. 
I would have thought. It was pretty solid. I had very good um, anti-inflammatory. I wasn't asking you about the consistency, I I... mate. I, so I was just asking you about you know, <laughs> it's good or not. <laughs> I, knew, I knew Dave I was going to go there. It's hard to be serious. <laughs> no, it was good. Yeah. I mean, how's yours looking? Well, it looks good, but I've never actually had it um, analysed. So um, I haven't pooed in a cup lately. I haven't pooed in a cup. But Kale, what what did you find in there? Did you find in your poo sample um, good spread of lactobacillus and um, bifidobacterium? Did you find a good spread of parasites? Were there parasites? What did you find in your poo before you left? Uh, it was it was quite healthy, and um, it had, like I said before, some pretty good anti-inflammatory microbes in there. One of them was Fecali bacterium prasnutzi, which is Ooh, the you know good being coined as the probiotic of the future, mm-hmm. um, and that's sort of um, very powerful at, in terms of quelling inflammation. Um, the the thing that did come up as a little bit concerning though was my microbial diversity. So my microbiome diversity was a little bit low. Quite and narrow, that's obviously narrow bandwidth. Yeah, quite narrow. Mm-hmm. So that's um, been one of those sort of measurements that's come up as being an indicator of microbiome health because, as you know, Damo, um, we don't really know what the optimal microbiome looks like. We don't know what a healthy microbiome is right now. We've got a general idea, but we don't know the specifics. So micro- microbial diversity is sort of one of those measurements that we can use to have a look at the health of a microbiome. So mine was a little bit low. And of course, that was a little bit concerning because I was like, oh man, I'm the gut guy, you know, I'm doing all the fermented foods and, um, you know, I'm taking probiotics, haven't taken antibiotics for so long. Um, but, you know, that's what it was. And we decided if I could actually improve that, um, and to do that, uh, Margie, uh, Dr. Margie Smith suggested that I would need to go as far away from Western civilization as possible and try and find a tribe who hadn't been exposed to antibiotics or had, you know, very little exposure to antibiotics and were still living traditionally. And um, in order to do that in today's world, you actually have to go quite a way. <laughs> so that's how I ended up in Namibia. Wow, I would there think you go. Okay. that's a great adventure. Yeah, it'd be an amazing. Oh, sorry, Damo. I'm, I'm yeah. going to jump in, Damo. No, you go. I'm you curious, Kale, about then changing your microbiome because obviously you said you didn't have much diversity. You said you had to go to the other side of the world to try and change that. And I'm I'm curious about what does instigate that change. You know, obviously people think of changing their microbiome and they think about maybe taking some probiotics and those sort of things. But obviously, you weren't doing that. I'm guessing in the middle of Namibia. So, is it you know the food that you're eating? Is it the environment you're in there? Is it the you know saliva exchange with the other members of the population? Like, how are you altering your microbiome? <laughs> Microbiome through that adventure. I, I, thought we said, I, thought, I thought we said no personal <laughs> questions. That's what I thought we said. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really exchange any saliva. <laughs> didn't really. There's a little bit of a caveat in there. Um, I was talking about like double dipping and stuff. I don't know what you guys are going for. Oh, right. Oh, oh yeah, double right. dipping. Oh, yeah, of course. Makes, no, um, I, I think that we underestimate the importance of environmental interaction with the microbiome. Um, and I think... What does that mean? Like sharing with, beds or eating off the same plate? Is that just... I being think environment in the interaction, yeah, yeah okay. being yeah. In, being embedded in nature and not, you know, we were eating food straight out the ground, you know, and no washing, still the dirt on it, still gr- gritting what? through your teeth. Really? As you That's it. disgusting. Yeah. You could die. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess that's the that's where we're at now. Mm. You know, we're living in an artificial cleanliness. We're as back. Dr. Well, you, hopefully, we're moving back to the right direction. So, yeah, sorry to keep interrupting. Keep going there. Keep going. Answer your question. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, well, that's what I was going to say is that, um, you know, we didn't know whether going to Namibia would improve my microbiome or not. It was kind of just, and that's, I guess, the role of me, the journalist, being the guinea pig, is to just go and see what happened and then discuss that. And mm. it just so turned out that um, Don't say when anything. I did come yeah, well, I was just going to say when, when of the I movie. come back, there was a there was a positive positive change in my microbiome. <laughs> no, no one needs. Don't go see the movie. No one. You don't need to go see the movie. <laughs> Everyone knows what happens. That's like trying to find out whether or not Superman dies. That's that's. Uh, Does he? Oh, I gave it away. Hey, it's um, <laughs> it's amazing, mate, uh, that there was a change because you were only over there for a short period of time. Now, I would think, yeah. though, that having a narrow bandwidth in, you know, your microbiome would be part and parcel of a few things. One would be that your diet's relatively consistent. You're eating the same food all the time. So how could it be very diverse? Do you know what I mean? Unless you're going to different places to get your produce, you know, all the time or you're eating at different people's houses all the time or so on and so forth. Like it, it would appear to me that it would be narrow just because your lifestyle is relatively narrow compared to an environment where, you know, you might find a tuba one day or you might find berries another day or you might mm. have access to a kangaroo on another day and then a buffalo the next day. You know, it's kind of all very mixed up. The way in which we live our life over here is pretty narrow. Yeah, no, I would agree. And that's, I'm actually, what I brought back, um, one of the biggest things I brought back from that experience was to try and broaden that to try and broaden my um, exposure to my environment and to try and embed myself in it a little bit more. So obviously you guys know that I'm a big fan of surfing and um, so that gives me a good excuse to go surfing even more but it actually has driven me so far as to now I'm doing a little bit of foraging like I'm, I'm eating seaweed, yes. I'm finding some seaweeds, edible seaweeds and eating seaweeds and I'm um, you know doing my own version of hunting, going fishing and um, doing all these things to try and actually live like a, a wild human again just um, in a modern sense you know and just, just to try and shake up things that way and be connected to my food supply and you know live Live clean by living dirty, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes heaps of sense. And, you know, there's so much information out there now suggesting, you know, this whole sort of hygiene hypothesis and how far we've gone in terms of cleaning up our environment, how obsessed we are with the, you know, something drops on the floor, well, you know, that's it, that's got to go in the bin, you can't eat that, you know. So I think we do, we get, we've become so obsessed, we've been sold this germ theory of disease that, you know, that it's all these things coming from the outside in that are going to kill us and ruin us and, you know, we need to avoid it and sanitise it and clean it and whitewash it and that'll actually make us healthier. But the reality seems to be the opposite to a degree. I think so. I think so. And there's a lot of research um, suggesting that. And, you know, there were all those – I don't know if there were all those studies. I actually don't know them um, very well. But, you know, there's the anecdotes that um, – farm kids are healthier than city kids and you know the, the way to look after yourself and you know get dirty and do all that sort of stuff is to you know get a little bit dirty and get your hands dirty and all that sort of stuff so there's elements of it there's hints of it throughout our western lifestyle i just think we've lost connection with how to live like a, a human being I guess you could argue should live. Um, but, yeah, I mean, naturally, as Damien said, when we do restrict our lifestyle, when we do restrict our diet, obviously our microbiome is going to adapt to that. And, you know, maybe we'll find out in the future that that's not a bad thing. 
you know, who knows? And that's what's been consistent across all the experts that we were able to interview is that what we know of the microbiome is still in its infant stages. You know, we're only just flipping the coin over and sort of seeing what's there. And there's still many different species to be identified. There's still various functions to be looked at. Um, but, you know, what everyone is agreeing on is that it's a fundamental part of the human experience. And, you know, we should definitely be giving it our attention, which is, you know, the whole reason why I made the film. So, Carl, the film, obviously, you know, a large chunk of it then is this N equals one experiment of you going out and seeing what happens within yourself. But as you said, you have had a whole bunch of other experts come in and help, uh, you know, pad that out with a whole lot of research and information as well. So, tell us a little bit about some of the experts you managed to get on for this movie. Yeah, so we're pretty lucky. Um one of my one of my least favorites is this guy called Dr. Damien Christoph. He's like, oh, so painful to interview and dad jokes, yeah, jokes. Dad jokes. Yeah, so annoying. You know what, boys? So I, annoying. I had I was I decided after our interview I was going to um, sell my vacuum cleaner because it was just gathering dust. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dad joke, right? That's a dad joke. <laughs> oh, good one. So yeah, he wa- he wasn't that great, but um, the rest of the experts were really good. We were lucky enough to get um, Professor Thomas Barodi, who is very rarely does um, media these days. Um, so he's the guy who pioneered uh, fecal microbiota transplants in Australia, um, and really around the world he's been doing it for like 28 years um so he's and he's been getting some miraculous results you know and it was really nice to be able to give him a platform uh on which he could share some of those results and stories and his expertise and then we had um professor mimi tang from the murdoch children's research institute who uh was able to reverse peanut allergies using probiotic therapy that was that plays a big part in the film yeah she's amazing i mean fiercely to talk about intelligent Mm. um her and professor barodi i really had to be on my toes interviewing them so it was really um a really cool experience and quite validating in a way to be able to converse with them on a level and to try and draw out information from them in a comprehensive way that the everyday person could understand and um, not only understand but also take points away and start to think about it and discuss it and hopefully form opinions about because I think that's how we drive forward. And then we had um, John Elliman, you know, Damo, um, Professor Margie Smith as well. Um, and I think that's about it. Yeah, so basically the, the story is set out like I my journey is the, the feature but then obviously supporting that journey is um, the words from these incredible experts who are able to give their – uh, vast experience um, to the story and sort of add weight in, in their own different way. So, yeah, I, I feel like it's a very nice, flowy sort of journey, and I hope people do it too. <laughs> yeah, I reckon they will. I mean, there's, it's it, some of those experts that you've got there are just uh, they're world leaders, groundbreaking, you know, amazing science, and it's uh, it's very, very exciting. And, of course, medicine is trying to understand the microbiome, and I, I kind of – I get a bit skeptical of trying to work out why is medicine trying to understand the microbiome. They're not generally into function. They're not generally into uh, prevention, you know, properly. Um, Maybe what they're looking at is trying to identify a uh, a particular 
probiotic strain or a particular strain that they could use in a therapeutic sort of instance, potentially what Mimi's done with, um, or Professor Mimi Tain's done with peanut allergies. Maybe they're looking yeah. for novel treatments of disease, but I reckon that understanding the microbiome is far broader than that. Um, my feeling is, Kaylin, I wonder if you learnt this when you were overseas in, in Africa. I wonder whether or not what what lies ahead of us is as we get a broader understanding of the microbiome that we may not actually have much disease. Like Disease might be one of those things that we used to have prior to understanding the microbiome. I'm kind of hoping it heads in that direction. Do you think that's possible? I certainly do, and that's why we called the the byline of the film is a story about poo and the future of medicine because I, I sincerely do see that is where it's going mm. um, in that we can, you know, perhaps we do go overall, I think we'll move from a pharmaceutical-based system, I hope, uh, from a pharmaceutical-based system to a more natural system where we do harness specific probiotics uh, for specific fun functions. And we're already doing that to an extent. Um, I just don't think it's being used um, therapeutically on a wider scale just yet. But, you know, chances are we could – and this is what Professor Barodi was saying – chances are we could um, – go to a new neurologist who might prescribe something like a crapsule, you know, which is a poo capsule um, to, because, you know, they're, <laughs> because they're reversing um, neurological conditions yet yeah, by treating the gut. Like what? You know, what so they're they crossing specialties. What are they doing there? Well, Professor Brody, for instance, had three um, case studies where he treated MS patients for their constipation yeah. and then found that um, their MS symptoms disappeared. Wow, you know, so that's wow. pretty. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty significant. And to not small have, trial, but you know, obviously shows promise, obviously only know? three people, yeah. but that's a that's a very significant case study. Yeah. Um. So that's the sort of thing where we're moving, and we're starting to see um, studies now. Deakin University did the study, um, Whole Foods Diet for Depression, and they had a thirty three percent turnaround in people with major depression using just a diet. You know, well, obviously we don't know the mechanistic functions of that yet. But, um, you know, that may have something to do with the microbiome and how it shifts away from an inflammatory profile to an anti-inflammatory profile. So I think we're like everyone has been saying, we only know 1% of the whole story, but it's a pretty exciting story. And what we can do with just 10% of the story is going to be fascinating. And I think, like you said, we're going to move away from a system of disease management to a system of healthcare, you know. <laughs> That's an exciting idea, Kale. That's an exciting idea. But I think it seems like over time we, we've, we move towards and away from that on a regular basis. Like it, just when it starts to seem like it's shifting back that way, we sort of find a way to head back in the opposite direction as well. It seems like there's always a bit of a flux between taking a more vitalistic approach to health and taking a more mechanistic approach to health. Do you think that's you – know, do you think it's something that's just going to keep swaying backwards and forwards or you reckon this is it and it's going to head that direction and that's where it's going to stay? I think there's always going to be a push from the other side because um, no matter what happens, there's always going to be an industry in sickness and um, naturally an industry wants to make money. So there's always going to be some um, opposition to something that takes that away, that you know empowers people to not be sick. Imagine how much money would shift in the economy. So there's a lot of obstacles and naturally I think with those obstacles there's going to be a, a sway back and forth but with educated communities we can achieve change and the amount of education that's going on not just from alternative 
media formats or alternative spaces from even the mainstream media on the gut and the microbiome. You know, we've all been watching Catalyst lately. We're at least seeing a good discussion happening. And, you know, even if people are just giving it the nod for now, um, that at least means that it's on the table. The cards are on the table and we can start to move forward with it. And, you know, what you guys are doing, hopefully what the film does all contributes to that and sort of creates a bit of a momentous wave that we can ride on. <laughs> I love it. It's just, I love the little surfing uh, kind of metaphor <laughs> you, know, you gave Surfing there. metaphor. pretty good. <laughs> nice one, Kale. Good segue. Hey, um, I'd like to know which locations you're going to uh, in your first round um, trip of Australia. You're obviously starting in Adelaide. I don't quite understand why you chose Adelaide as the place to premiere such an important message. Can you tell me more about that decision? <laughs> well, Adelaide's my hometown, um, my old <laughs> hometown. Show your parents <laughs> and make sure they are proud of you and that sort yeah. of thing. Is that what it was? So I, have, I have a lot of insecurities. <laughs> <laughs> And and get spreads <laughs> from there. Like, right, there we go. From there. <laughs> Don't forget Bredo, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you're starting off in Adelaide. You're starting off in Adelaide. Is that sold out yet? How are we looking for that? So Adelaide sold out at 750 people, which Whoa, is pretty exciting. Well done, mate. That's great. Yeah, huge. And then, huge. Yeah, it's it's quite big. And then we head off, head off, head off to um, Melbourne. Uh, we're at the Astor Theatre. We've already got 720 booked in there. Um, we, I think we can fit in another 180 or so. Yep. So that's pretty exciting. And um, then we're doing Albury, Perth twice because Perth, the first one sold out. Um, then we're going to Cairns. Perth sold uh, out. Brisbane. Perth sold out. So we're doing a second screening, which is nice. And then um, Brisbane sold out. So we're looking at doing another second screening there as well. Uh, Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast, Byron, Sydney, Avoca. Um, and then next year. Hang on, hang on. To... Sydney or Avoca? Both. So you're doing two in Sydney because... Avoca's not oh, we've got Sydney. two in Sydney as well because the first one sold out. In Avoca? In the northern beaches of Sydney, it sold out, and we're doing one in the city. And then after that, we're doing one in Avoca. Wow. There you go. Hey, you have to lift yeah. your game over there in Melbourne, Damo. I, I feel a bit embarrassed, Melbourne people. Far out. <laughs> hey, uh, so, Kay, what sort of feedback have you had so far? I mean, I know that the premiere is tomorrow night, but I'm guessing mm. that, you know, you've shown it to a few people, maybe just mum and dad and Emma, but, you know, oh. what, what feedback have you gotten so far and what have people said about it? Well, this is the thing I haven't, besides myself, my editor, and my sound mixer, I have not showed anyone. No, because I've been keeping it under the rug. It's and Damo, Damo, was trying to, Damo was trying to get a screener, but I was like, oh, no. Mate, you know that if you <laughs> so, told Damo, then everyone would know. Like, you can't, you can't tell Damo anything. No, but I, would, I, was, I just felt that a little bit of, you know, extra promotion, I might have been able to sell out a couple of extra shows here in Melbourne, but I just didn't get I, – I kind of like to know what I'm saying in there. You know, all of a sudden I'm going to be. Imagine how excited you'll be watching it in the cinema. Yeah. It's, it's probably because you, all of your stuff is on the cutting room floor, Damo. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I need people around to be able to like buffer his response. Mop up his, mop up his tears in your own clinics. That's right. So, Kyle, the story kind of goes, um, you know, it's a journey of Carl Brock understanding his microbiome. He've had an epiphany thinking, oh, my gosh, what's going on with microbiome, go and check your microbiome, head over to Namibia, um, learn some stuff, live with the tribe, um, have some events, decrease your stress, 
do another poo, get that measured, find out what actually happens, and then obviously speak to the experts along the way and people walk away learning some stuff, which is great because often you go to a movie um, and there's been plenty of movies come out this year and you, you walk away from going, oh, yeah, that was interesting, that was well put together. But people will learn stuff from this particular movie, won't they? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to do a lot of um, solidifying of those old ideas. (laughs) Another poem, I'm loving it. (laughs) I think it will, um, yeah, it will give weight to a lot of the microbiome argument and and offer offer an opportunity to really, um, for the experts to actually have their say in a more comprehensive way, you know, instead of a 10-second soundbite on a, on a media story, on a news story, um, and for us to really lay it out in a nice, comprehensive mes- message and something that people can actually be entertained at the same time. I feel like there's a lot of health scare movies going on. Um, you know, What the Health, for instance, I just didn't, I didn't think that uh, put things in a positive light. And certainly it hit on really, some really important yeah. points. But oh, well, I'm really missing you eating guys. eggs. I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm missing eating my eggs. Do you eggs. serve cigarettes as well? I couldn't believe that. I nearly <laughs> fell over when they said that. I mean, this is the yeah. thing. Right? So we shouldn't – people can come to this movie. Um, they may already know a lot about the gastrointestinal system, which, you know, I think that many people in Australia already know a fair bit about the gut. You know, we've had the fermentating um, craze going on for quite some time. People are drinking kombucha, mm-hmm. they're eating sauerkraut. Um, they're aware of, you know, microbiome, probiotic use. They're aware of the damage that antibiotics can do. They, they know this stuff. But they'll be able to leave this film not feeling scared into making a decision. Is that – that's kind of what we're saying here, right? Absolutely. I think they're going to be, if not excited, at least very curious and interested in the gut microbiome. And, and that, for me, is what I really want, is for people to get interested about it mm. um, so that they can generate a discussion about it and be a little bit more informed when they make decisions regarding their health and well-being because they'll know that there's this amazing system called the microbiome within them that is contributing a huge amount to their health and well-being. Yeah. And, Damo, they get a few gratuitous pictures of kale in the Namibian <laughs> desert with his shirt off, you know, just and, for good and, pleasure. And lots of flies around him for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, Kyle, before we go, because we're, we're almost time to wrap up, but before we go, Kyle, I'd love to know a little bit about what you actually ate in Namibia. Like, because yeah. were there some interesting funky foods you got to eat to help uh, improve your microbiome? Yeah, it was super cool. So basically, we did a lot of foraging and um, we had a lot of bush potato, which is very starchy, sort of um, very chalky almost uh, potato that the bushmen had access to. Um, And they had some berries there. They had some bush onion and they had these delicious bush truffles as well that were like this sort of mushroomy thing that we dug up out of the ground and then roasted in the coals. one of the most interesting ones for me was we were going out hunting one day and um, we were all very thirsty and we thought, oh, we're probably going to have to turn back. And the bushman went and um, actually dug in the ground uh, and dug up this big thing called a water root. And it was this massive tuber that was just full of like a cucumbery sort of texture and we all sat down and shared it. And it was just this beautiful experience to see um, how they're actually um, eating that and how they're experiencing that and, um, you know, and, and again, straight from the earth. And, you know, they, they didn't see something that um, – 
specific on the top of the earth to actually signify that it was there. They just sort of, you know, followed the signs and dug up this thing in this seemingly random location. And it was really, really cool to experience. And obviously going hunting was really actually quite exciting. I didn't think it would be like that. But um, that's the sort of uh, quintessential moment in the film. Um, so that was that was pretty cool as well just to experience. And, and yeah, it was overall quite inspiring to actually get back to nature and start to do these things at home because, you know, we have a plethora of foods here in Australia that we don't um, use. You know, think about all the indigenous foods that we have here that we we don't eat because we, we grow other things that really aren't suited to our climate. Um, so, you know, th- this is where my mind is going now is to actually look around me and um, see where I can um, implement the ideas and inspiration that I had whilst on that trip. Mate, it's a very exciting time for you and it's a very exciting time for everybody um, at the moment in, in the health world and uh, I'm really excited about Wednesday night for me being at your Melbourne premiere. I'm sure we'll sell out um, in a couple of days' time. It's, it's going to be there and hopefully last night your launch at, um, in Adelaide was a huge success as well. Congratulations on what you've achieved, big guy. Um, you've gone from strength to strength since we saw this little pale blonde-haired boy standing up on stage um, at the Wellness Summit talking about um, C-sections. It's uh, changed a whole lot. It's been very, very – you've gone from thanks, strength to strength. Thanks for the reminder. Well done, mate. Well done. Now, um, if anybody uh, hears this and goes, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that I didn't know about the gut movie. Uh, yes, you must have been living in a cave. Um, or under a rock like Brett said. Um, you just need to go to eventbrite.com.au. Um, then there's a whole lot of forward slashing. But if you just search the Gut Movie Official Australian Tour, you'll, um, you'll be able yeah, to find tickets. Um, mm-hmm. they, you know, you can get VIP tickets that will guarantee you a little show bag. Oh, do they get a show bag? You definitely get a good seat. I think they're all sold out anyway. The VIP ones are gone. All right. Well, you, much, just, yeah. you just got to get a normal regular seat then. Um, and then get along for that. Um, I don't know whether or not there's going to be other opportunities to see this in the cinema and one of the greatest things about being in the cinema is you've got the panel so you're going to have a health panel there at each of the shows then uh, so people can ask questions afterwards and you'll be at each of these shows as well and um, you know it's very rare that people get an opportunity to to meet the maker so um, get along to the show support kale uh, and tell your friends about it get a whole group of your buddies to get down and learn more about uh, the gut so yes get there thank you Kale, it's been great to have you on here with us in this nice, relaxed environment, but with Brett O and me. It's good. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's always always fun. A last minute little interview, isn't it? <laughs> Lastminute.com. It's a great thing to do. It's a great thing to do. <laughs> Lastminute.com. What do you mean? Damo organized this weeks in advance. It was all <laughs> planned and he's so organized. Uh, hey Kale, you want to come on the show this Arvo? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, careful, we won't. Well, this can just go to the cutting room floor. Uh, anyway, Kale, thanks, mate. Have, <laughs> a great, day, have a great tour, and I uh, wish you all the best. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of the Wellness Guys Show. We hope you love the new feel. Remember to continue to interact with us and tell us what you thought of this and other episodes. Please head to facebook.com forward slash the wellness guys and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. This is the way that we get to share our message with the world. For more information about Bredo and all that he's up to, please head to drbredhill.com.au and to find out more about me, head to damienchristoff.com. Until we meet again, continue to bring wellness into your life and we'll join you next time on The Wellness Guys Show.
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.